Uh, also, now we're going to uh, pivot to Buffalo, New York, uh, to the other end of the state uh, with this uh, historic uh, mayor's race. And uh, uh, joining us now is uh, Michael Nyman, a professor of uh, journalism and communications uh, at Buffalo State University. Uh, Michael, are you there? I'm here. All right. Thank you for joining us this evening all the way from uh, Buffalo. Uh, the, the polls don't close until 9 p.m., so we don't have any results yet. But can you talk about uh, a little bit about who India Walton is and what the impact she's had on the city uh, with her candidacy, uh, her upset victory in the Democratic primary in June, and, 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 and kind of how she's maybe shaken up a, a sclerotic uh, political system there in Buffalo? Yeah, India was one of the uh, organizers of a lot of the uh, ac- activities, a lot of the actions, uh, and the racial justice protests around the city uh, in the summer of 2020, and then continuing, of course, you know, through the present time. So that's where she really kind of emerged on the radar. And, you know, out of the Black Lives Matter demonstrations in Buffalo, you know, there was a, a lot of suggestions that India run for mayor. And then, you know, the, the rest is history. Uh, avowedly a democratic socialist, you know, when the hostile media practically within seconds of, you know, of her being declared the winner in the primary, you know, immediately uh, red baited her. So tell us, are, are you really a socialist? And she just, just went right into it. It's like she didn't even have to breathe. She just took the air that was already in her lungs and just went right at them. And a- absolutely, you know, and then started talking about democratic socialism. And yeah, I mean, the only thing, you know, and is that, you know, democratic socialism is, is not new to Buffalo politics. It's what's new is actually putting a label on it so that, you know, we have a long history of, of you know, progressive, uh, very progressive, you know, political activities in, in Buffalo. You know, our, our you know, gay rights. Strong union town, right? Strong, it's strong union town, right? We still have one of the highest uh, per capita percentages of union workers, you know, in the country. But, you know, union enrollment is way down. Uh, yeah. And also, I mean, we were, you know, back in the, you know, back in the early 1980s, the most conservative council district in uh, Buffalo elected an opium, uh, openly lesbian uh, city, you know, city council member. We passed gay rights legislation uh, that was, you know, more progressive than San Francisco's. You know, uh, very, very early on. So, yeah, and everybody involved in the race. I mean, it's like, you know, India Walton versus Byron Brown. It's it's not like, you know, it's not like India is running against uh, a Republican. You know, we we pretty much, you know, our big elections are in the primaries for the citywide, you know, and the city candidate candidates. We don't have Republicans even fielding anybody, which is why we get to this this really peculiar situation where we have. You know, India Walton running as the endorsed, you know, Democratic Party candidate, having won the primary and then eventually getting endorsed by Kirsten uh, Gillibrand, Chuck Schumer, you know, not the governor, ironically, who's, you know, from the suburbs of Buffalo, but um, by a lot of people, including the local Democratic Party machine, who was pretty quickly on board with India after she won the primary. And you have what was a, a, a very popular 16-year incumbent mayor who's now running as a, as a write-in. So, like, people, you know, keep asking me, like, you know, and, and other people in Buffalo, you know, in, in the media, um, you know, what are your predictions? Nobody I know is making any predictions because this is this is off the charts. It's, it's unprecedented. We have nothing to really compare to. And the same situation right now. 
is that here it is, you know, uh, less than a half an hour before the polls close, and we really don't know what to expect tonight. The only thing we've been talking about is how to interpret the results, right? Because we're not going to see any you know, write-ins per se. We just know that there is, you know, you you fill in one bubble for one oval for to vote for India Walton, or you fill another one in to vote for a write-in. And there are three write-in candidates, so only one of them really matters here. And it's not even a write-in. I, I, I just stopped, you know, by swung by one of the polling places to go pick up my uh, – my free Byron Brown stamp that apparently, you know, funded by uh, Carl Palladino, the former Republican, you know, uh, candidate for governor. So they've been mailing that, these uh, stamp voting stamps out to people. Is that well, I, I, I'm not really quite sure how they're distributing them. Okay. But, you know, they're distributing them. There's, you know, unions are split on this, on this election, right? So the union that represents people in City Hall, which <laughs> would be, uh, you know, um, is suddenly – suddenly endorsing Byron Brown. So he's got CSEA and CSEA shop stewards giving out the, giving out the rubber stamps. They've got uh, people set up at tables, you know, uh, all over the city outside of polling places, giving out the rubber stamps to people walking by. I mean, mm-hmm. traditionally on primary day, which was always, that's our traditional election day because there are no Republicans, right? On primary day, city hall is like, it's like a ghost town because everybody takes a personal holiday and they got to go out and campaign. And that's pretty much it. You know, during the uh, during the whole, you know, uh, early voting period, you didn't see many Byron Brown people out on the streets. And there were a lot of India Walton volunteers. But today, you know, today, uh, you know, a work day. Right. You know, mm-hmm. suddenly there's just an army of Byron Brown people out there. So it's very easy just to, like, swing by in my car and say, hey. I hear you got a rubber stamp for me. And they hand me this silly little rubber stamp so I can, like, you know, like, really. You know, but so you got people so you have a souvenir with the rubber stamps. We don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, we're we're all excited because the one thing is that, you know, everybody who's supporting India Walton. And this is a really, really the most diverse cross section of people in this city that I've ever seen get together. Right. So the people who are supporting India Walton are really stoked and, and, and really enthusiastic. And the people supporting Byron Brown is just kind of, you know. I mean, they're doing it. They're supporting Byron, right? But there doesn't need to be much enthusiasm. So I'm thinking that's, you know, against against the odds of uh, he does have 16 years of incumbency. Um, he he did spearhead a lot of really popular development, meaning, you know, we've got a ton of new parks, a lot of waterfront access, you know, and a lot of development in well-heeled sections of the city. But the reality is our population, you know, and this is unprecedented. For the first time in 70 years, our population just went up with the latest census significantly. So, you know, this is a, this is a great city to live in uh, if you have a middle class job. But right. we also have the second highest child poverty rate in the country, the third highest overall poverty rate of any major city in the country. And all of this stuff, none of it's been addressed under the Brown administration. In wealthy neighborhoods, you've seen fantastic development, but that is is a lot of gentrification. You know, the the thing that really attracted a lot of people to Buffalo from, you know, places like New York City, where I was born, is really cheap housing. So we didn't yeah. have to work these 40-hour work weeks, you know? And, you know, we could be creative, which is why you've got a thriving, you know, vibrant art scene and so on, because people have time to make art. But now we're getting the same problems that you're getting everywhere, in all major cities. And that's, uh, you know, a, a lot of people moving into the city used to paying high rents and paying high rents, driving all this gentrification. 
And now we have people who can't afford their rents. Uh, we have gentrification going into inner city neighborhoods and displacing people. And, you know, for Byron Brown, he came in 16 years ago, this city, we had no money to work with. We couldn't fund schools. We couldn't fund anything. And now suddenly we've got this really thriving tax base. Um, our property, you know, values in a lot of ways are a lot of places are higher than in the suburbs. So, you know, I understand that the Brown administration did all this work so we'd have a tax base. But now that we got that tax base, we're not really addressing the most important issues, which is social disparity. Right. And, and poverty and everything that goes with that. So there's a lot of people, you know, um, well, yeah, teachers union, nurses union, all came in strong behind behind India. And we're, you know, we got our fingers crossed. And, uh, you know, we we want to see her pull it off. OK, well, we'll have to leave it there. But uh, Michael Nyman, uh, professor of journalism and media studies at Buffalo State University. Thank you so much for joining us this evening and, and giving us a report on really this historic moment in the history of uh, Buffalo and Western New York. It's a pleasure to be in the BAA, John. So you bet. Uh, take care.